0: Okay. Well, let's see. All of a sudden, I don't see you anymore. Are you still there?
1: I am, I see, waiting for Sue Painter. (laughs) So I don't see you. It's in that beginning part where it's like you're trying to call in again. That's what I see.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go out and come back in. Hang on. Okay. 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 Here I am. Okay. All right. Okay, everybody. This is Sue Painter with ConfidentMarketer.com. You can find my website at www.confidentmarketer.com. And today I'm happy to be chatting with my friend Michelle, and we're going to be talking about love based copywriting. And Michelle, I just call you Michelle PW. Yes. So I don't know what you how you want to introduce yourself, but go ahead and let people know your website. And I have both oh, you of your books right oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead, Michelle, and introduce yourself.
1: Uh, Michelle PW or Michelle, uh, Michelle PW or Michelle. So it's uh, it's you know I go with both, but you're right. I mean, most people just call me Michelle PW, so that's totally okay. Or they or even just call me PW. So and PW dot com is where
0: you can find my website. Okay. And so you wrote these two books that I recommend to my clients all the time. And I've known Michelle for a while now, but um, I started recommending her books to my clients who like to do their own copywriting, but they were really getting frustrated with the really, really hard, like buy it now, you're an idiot if you don't buy it now, all those kinds of things that you do find often on the internet. So these are there's two volumes. The first volume is the love based copywriting method. I hope you can see that in front of the camera mm-hmm. and then the second volume is the love based copywriting system and I guess Michelle, from what I know of these books because I've used them myself, it seems to me like the volume one the method the method is really kind of your background philosophy about copywriting. And then the system is really more the step-by-step how-to. Is that a fair assessment? That is exactly right. Yeah, the first one
1: is is the philosophy, and it's also um – it's it's all part of what I was trying to do with that was kind. It's kind of also have the triggers. So I I split the books up because if you if you already understood how to write copy but you simply just wanted to be able to write love based copy, then I didn't think you would ever want to get like how to write headlines or features or benefits. Um, which is I mean because this book if you want a a step by step I mean that's what this book is. So, I mean, it really goes through the headlines and features and benefits and all that. But if you already know how to write your own copy, you're not going to you're not going to sift through that. So that's why I separated out and just did one that was mostly just the philosophy and also you know included, you know, different triggers, because, you know, we talk about triggers how to actually get people to sell using love based ways. Well, we talk about triggers for fear based all the time. And I wanted to also have a book that also um switched that around and gave you ways that you can sell, triggers that you can sell using love based, triggering love based emotions versus triggering fear based emotions, which is what which is what you which is what the traditional direct response copy is based on and which is why you you know, a lot of people find it very icky.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I've seen such a reaction to that as the online marketing world has matured and has gotten older. Some of the original, um, usually guys, not all the time, not all, not totally, but mostly guys in the online marketing world, really, I mean, you would get emails that were sales letters or you would get sales pages that basically literally said, you're an idiot or a schmuck if you don't buy this whatever it was they were well, selling. You're not really
1: so serious it turns- about about doing a business. Yeah, you're not serious
0: idea. about your business, or you know you're just a hobbyist, or you're never going to make money, or whatever. And so those always to me had um, I don't I don't mind compelling copy, but I don't like feeling like I'm being um, kind of browbeaten into or shamed, I guess into buying something that is um, a marketing tool or a coaching program or or book or whatever it is that the people were selling. So I guess the whole thing about, you know, the opposite of love, the way, the reason I love your book so much is the opposite of love is fear. Right people think the opposite of love is hate, but that's not true. The opposite of love is fear. And so you're really taking fear-based copywriting, which has been pretty prolific in the online world, and saying, let's move it and let's play on the emotions of love and inclusion rather than fear and shame.
1: Yes, exactly. Because that's traditional. See, what finally opened this up for me is when I realized that traditional direct response, response copy actually had both love and fear in there. So they both already exist. The problem is, is that, the fear-based marketers have also kind of tainted the love-based emotions. So that, that, was, that was another issue with the whole thing. But once I realized that both of those emotions were in there, it was just a matter of separating them out. And then you could, you could actually you know, sell with fear or sell with love. And, and fear-based emotions, because it really, I mean, that's, there's really only two types of emotions anyways. I mean, that's how we kind of got into it. I mean, there's, all, there's love-based emotions or there's fear-based emotions. And fear-based emotions is like fear, anger, grief, shame, guilt, all of that stuff, which, alas, it works. Um, I mean, it does work to, to trigger those emotions. And, quite, and, and by the way, we're not just talking about selling, um, you, know, co- you know, convincing people to buy. Um, any kind of persuasion, you have to, to actually trigger people's emotions. So if you're trying to convince your kids to go to bed at night, you're triggering their emotions. And you can decide to trigger versus fear or versus love. So, you know, it's entirely up to you and fear. The other thing also to keep in mind with fear is fear is, is much more of a of a pursuing energy, which hence the shaming and all that other stuff. So if you find yourself pursuing people, then you are in fear. Um, if you instead are able to step back and, you know, educate, that's what I like to say. It's like what, you know, love base is about educating and then set, stepping back and letting people make their own decisions. Then you're in love. So that's kind of that's some of the ways that you can kind of tell the difference.
0: Ah, I like that. I like that assessment a lot. In fact, I was just having a conversation with a mastermind group um, earlier today that <clears throat> that I was facilitating, and we got into this whole thing about people's expectations when they buy something from a sales page, and this and this whole idea of are you um, playing to fear and and need. And um, really dread that people have about are, is their business going to make it? Or are you playing to kind of their higher energy, which invites them to come toward you? I don't. Is it too? Is it drawing too fine a line to say that it is? I mean, all copy is compelling and attracts people, I guess. But is, I mean, isn't it? softer and easier and almost more compelling to pull people towards you using love-based copywriting than fear-based copywriting. I just think it's astounding that you picked that out, even of the more traditional sales letters that actually both were in there. Yeah.
1: Because it's hope that's, that's what I finally realized. I mean, one of that's one of how, one of the reasons how I finally figured out was hope. In fact, if you talk to some marketers, you know, they, like I said this when I first started saying like, you know, hope is a, is a love based motion. I people say, no hope isn't. Well, of course hope is. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, Pand- when Pandora opened the box and let every thought, you know, all the stuff out, you know, what was, you know, what was left in there? It was hope. That was what saved us. So, Um, but hope was tainted by the fear base and the false hope. So that's one of the things that, that where I started to really see the difference and being able to kind of tease, tease, tease it all apart. I mean, you know, when you think about it, we are a bundle of fear and love based emotions. So, you know, part of what I want to do here is I don't necessarily want to, you know sh- you know shame fear base or say fear base is bad you know I, you know which is which is easy to do but you know in the reality is is that you know fear you know fear-based emotions exist they're a part of this human existence too and they and, and so there's nothing you know there's nothing inherently evil about them and there's nothing inherently wow. evil about people who are selling using fear either um, it's they're actually being I like to look at them as being pragmatic because they know it works and they don't want to recreate the wheel, so therefore just sell with fear. Um, now, in terms of what your question is, I, I mean, to me, fear—I I, get—I don't think fear base actually attracts. I think fear base is a more pursuing energy. So I don't know. So I don't think both ty- I mean, both types of copy comp- are, are are you know will will compel. Um, you know, or, yeah. or persuasive. I think that's fair, but I don't really think fear base really does that much attracting. I think fear base is more like running, which makes sense and why it's probably more like with, it's probably why men seem to be more, a little more comfortable with it because they pursue it. They're the hunters, you know, they've got, or they've already have that energy that they're going to go out and run up, you know, run a deer down. Whereas women are more the hunters and gatherers. So we're going to wait. So, so it's, um, so that's that's kind of what, what the difference is. The problem is, is that, you know, obviously what's really happening with the fear base? just so you just to make it kind of clear is that as a culture, see this wouldn't actually work if our culture was different. Um, we don't like uncomfortable feelings. Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't know any culture that does, but, but uh, especially in our culture, we are taught to run away from our uncomfortable feelings. So, and and so that trick takes a lot of forms. I mean, we can be, you know, take, you know, well, how many times do we say like, you know, we had a bad day and we have a drink. You know, that's a way to get rid of the uncomfortable emotions or you go on shopping sprees or you, you complain or you gossip or you vent or you overeat or you overexercise. I mean, it goes on and on. Or, you know, if you, you know, that's one way to deal with it. You know, another way is obviously to push it down. Um, you know, to ignore it, to run away from it. I mean, there's, a, you know, we, we are not taught to just simply fear, feel our fear-based emotions. If we simply felt them, then this then a lot of this would go away, but we're not feeling them. So what happens when a marketer triggers the fear-based emotions, like shame, like tells you, you clearly are not, you know, I mean, that's that's probably the worst. If you're clearly not serious about whatever it is, your business, you know, losing weight, your health, because if you were, you would jump on this. And, um, so, so what happens is we trigger that shame. And so then the way to what, what the, what the fear-based marketer is implying is by buying the program, you're going to make, you're going to have the emotion go away. So rather than, so it's like, it's another way, it's like taking a drink. It's like another way to, to get beyond the emotion. So we trigger the emotion. It's like, okay, if you buy the product, the emotion goes away and that's mm-hmm. what's happening So. If you, um, and they don't know it, I mean, that's the thing. It's like this is all unconscious. Nobody's knows, you know, nobody is like setting out to make people feel bad if they buy their product. I mean, that's not, it's just, this is unconscious what's going on and people are just doing it it works. And also the other reason why people are pragmatic doing this work is they also believe that the ends justify the means. So in their sense, you know, they know their program is great. They know their product is great. So what if they use a little fear-based motion to get you in it, it's going to change your life. That's how they justify it. So people who yeah. tend to like that tend to be more that they don't believe that the ends justify the means. And I'm one of those people because I believe that how you bring somebody in is going to set the stage for your entire relationship, business relationship. So, and if you yeah. bring
0: them in with fear, Let's think, think a little bit about that. If, yeah. if you use um, love-based copy, then do you, in your mind, does it make your sales funnel or your marketing funnel easier because you're going to, more easily pull people through to what maybe your high-end offer is from a beginning offer
1: yes and I, th- I think it's also better for your brand I think I think that's the yeah. other piece of this too because you know when you have a brand that's based on fear you're gonna have all these people that have bought because they were trying to get rid of those bad emotions and so that's going to follow them around but if you don't trigger those bad emotions then people are buying because they're excited you know they they're excited yeah. to be working with you and they're gonna be they're gonna yeah. tell the world about you so, yeah, and I, I think, and you're gonna much, and over time, you're gonna have a much stronger brand doing it like that,
0: yeah. You know, um, let me just take a housekeeping break for a minute for those people who are listening and watching for us. Um, first of all, if you like what you're hearing from Michelle and from me, we appreciate it if you give us the little props, the little clap hand things. <laughs> but secondly, we are also willing to take your questions, and so if sure. you put it in the box, but you put a a slash Q in front of it, it'll pop over here onto the question um, panel, I guess, of of the lab (laughs) and we can go ahead and um, pin it and then answer the question. So I was thinking of, was there a way that we could give an example? Like I saw a headline the other day, and I think this pulls, we haven't talked about this, but scarcity is another thing that to me is a fear-based method of copywriting because it's like the fear that if you don't jump on it right away, you're not going to get in. So I saw a piece of copy in a sales letter the other day that said, um, buy right now or you're out forever. That was the (laughs) headline. Buy right now or you're out forever, which to me is scarcity and fear. Would you agree, Michelle? Yes, big time. (laughs) So buy right now or you're out forever. So if you and I were going to work with that, and change it to something that is based more on your book, the love based how would we begin to think about rewording that title, that headline, or it was actually the email. It was a subject line on an email okay, well, or a sales um, page. So I'm, right I'm, now or you're out forever. That's I'll what it You're Well, um,
1: OK, so first off, the only time that would work, let's talk about ways where that there, there are actually some small times where you could use something like that and kind of get away with it. And the only way would be is if you're actually retiring a product. And I mean, really retiring a product, not just, yeah. you know, we're closing it until the next launch. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you right. are really just shutting down this product, then and, and nobody will be able to buy it again after after that day, then OK. You could, you know, go ahead and use something like that because then you're being truthful too. I think that's the other key yeah. to look at. Um, yeah. But you know, and then I would, and I would also make sure if that's the case, be very strong in the copy that uh, in the beginning of the copy that this is why it's the last time um, because you're closing the whole thing down. And then at that point, there's a reason, and then people won't look at it as fear or scarcity. Okay, so now if this is not the true, which is which is probably not the case. Um, Because even if they're even if they've decided they're never going to offer this product again at this price, you know, they can people can make people can change their mind. So I wouldn't necessarily believe that. Um, So what I would I think a better angle altogether, I wouldn't even go with that angle. I mean, a better angle usually is something along more along the lines of, you know, why do you want to wait? That you know, Mm -hmm. more of that. Like it's like you know, it's like it's up to you. You know, you can certainly keep waiting if you want, but your problem is probably not going to go away. So, or or you can even ask. It's like you know, what what what's the other way you're going to deal with this problem if you don't if you don't take action now? You know, what's your what's your plan? And it's a perfectly legitimate question, especially if you say it in such a way that you're not attached. Like if you're trying to push the answer. So I would kind of go along the lines of like, you know, the cost of waiting. You know, it's like, why do you want to wait? Why do you want to still deal with this? You know, go that way.
0: Okay. I like that. The cost of waiting. Okay. Because then it invites a conversation. I guess what I have always been thinking of is, um, to me, if you're doing love-based copywriting, it invites people in. It invites a conversation. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, that's exactly it. You want to have a conversation. You want to open up the doors and have a conversation, and and you want to be willing to hear no. I mean, that's part of it too. You have you can't be you can't be so attached to yeah. them buying that you don't let people yeah. go through.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, the thing that I have noticed that is missing writ large in the online community to begin with. And you and I have both been in it a long, long time. I've been in it um probably twelve years now, and I don't even know how long have you been in the online world, Michelle.
1: I think I really got into it like 2004, 2005. So I think that was when I started to meet people and, and like, I, well, I bought Allie Brown's first, uh, uh, her first uh, boost your easing when it was $197 and I got a free consultation mm-hmm. with her. So when, uh, whenever whatever the hell. Yeah. Wow. That's just amazing. That was a, that was a
0: while back then. For that was sure. a while back, um, yeah. yeah, um, So, but I, what I have noticed is missing in the online world anyway, setting aside even copywriting for a a moment is inclusiveness, kind of a welcoming inclusiveness. It's more based on, I'm in this inner group and you're not in it. It's more based on kind of the haves and the have nots. People at the top level, you know, get in their little rooms and talk and all that kind of stuff. So one of the reasons I started the Salon for Women Entrepreneurs on Facebook is that I really wanted to give women business owners a place to sit and just have community with no expectations that they were gonna purchase from me and no expectations either that they were gonna use that particular forum to just market their socks off, but they were gonna to get to know each other and they were going, we were going to invite conversations. So can you say a little bit more about using your books, I guess you would use maybe the step-by-step book to build copy that is love-based and invites conversation, kind of invites community.
1: Yeah, so I love that you say that. So, um, so we're, yeah, I, th- I think I suspect the s- the systems would probably be better. So, what I like to look at it is is first off, um, I-, I think changing some of the terminologies. Um, and so, I I tend to try to say list and community or just community versus your list because I think part of, I think part of that inclusiveness is when we just. It it makes it a lot easier to use fear, by the way, when you don't actually realize there's people on the other end, like there's actually people attached to those email addresses. So so to me, it's like having this list of email. And and so it's like, I mean, what it is, it's an email list. But I mean, we've dropped the email. We just say, what's your list size? Your list, your list, your list. And lists aren't very humanizing. So the moment we start thinking about it as a community, then um, we change. Co- the way our, our copy goes. And then I also like to look at it as that you're writing to one person and you're writing to a friend. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, have that energy when you're connecting with them. And yeah, connecting is a big one too. So, you know, really connecting on a deep level with your with your ideal clients. So that's, and, you know, it's funny yeah. that you say that about the funnel thing. I'm actually looking, working on Love Base online marketing, which should be out March or April. So um, I'm oh, almost cool so yeah i'm going to oh, actually yes you know going into that into that more about the the that that piece of it is how to kind of connect on that higher level uh with wow. you know you know using love base instead of using the sort of the fear model like click here you know
0: so, <laughs> do this do that yeah. yeah exactly so um i wanted to make sure that i gave people a chance i i personally know a couple of different people who have taken your Uh, copywriting courses and they've loved them. They've raved about them to me for a long, long time now. And I don't even know if you're about ready to start another one, but tell people what you have coming up in case they have your books, but they want to know a little more about you or they want to work with you better and in more depth, or maybe personally, how did they contact you, or what, do you have any problems coming up? I don't even know, we should have, I should have asked you before I got you on here, and I didn't even think to do it, so sorry about oh, that. It's, no, it's no
1: problem, um, yes, I probably will, because I think, I, I suspect at the end of March, um, I'm, what I'm looking, what I did before, I did a test run of this, and it worked out well in November, where I did, it was like the love-based uh, copywriting boot camp, and it's, it's it's, uh, it's not very it's I mean I kept it pretty low two payments of ninety seven dollars and um, what so one hundred ninety four altogether um, yeah. but what I did was um, what 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 it is is it's based on the book but it's really about you know like you actually going through the exercises in a group environment and then getting us to critique it so it's like me and my team. Will actually be yeah. um, critiquing and, and and looking at it, and you you'll be able to ask questions and get some hot seats. So it's really a way because I mean the problem with the, the book is I mean as you know the book it really is a great I mean I mean it is my system, but how but you yes. don't know if you're on the right track or not. So I mean you write some copy, it's like you don't know did I do it did I not do it or you know you might have a question um, about you specific. This is your chance to be able to get your question answered. So, that, so it's like a Facebook group, and we can do all that.
0: Yeah, and the reason that I wanted to bring that up for the folks who are watching right now is um, I love these books, and I recommend them. In fact, I actually sometimes send them to some of my new clients when I know that they are going to be um, writing their own copy, because that's their budget. Their budget is that they have to write their own copy. Right, but. Right while well, your system is solid, and obviously, I mean, you've written copy for just about God and everybody in the online marketing world, so obviously you know what you're doing. But here's the thing, when you go to write your copy, if you don't have a clear idea in your mind about what your message is and who it is you want to uniquely work with, then your copy is going to not work very well, no matter if you use Michelle's system or not, because you're kind of basing it on the wrong ground or you're basing it on sandy on quicksand instead of solid ground. And I think that's for me that's the biggest mistake that I see people making in the online world is they want to write their own copy and they even can get fairly good at using your system or someone else's system but what they are not good at is actually knowing who the heck they are and why they would be compelling and interesting to someone else and who that someone else exactly is. Would you yeah. agree that that's like a big issue in the copywriting that world? A
1: huge thing. Yes, I totally agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if someone needs some specific help about... I'm going to look at your copy and I mean, Michelle can tell in a New York minute whether you've got your target market down. I would hesitate for you to look at my copy, Michelle. You'd probably I'm sure you would say, wait a minute. So you've gotten too broad. You need to focus on down uh, down again more. But it is true that you have to really know those things so that you can whether no matter what kind of copy you're writing so that it will be effective and it will work and it will attract the people who you want to attract to you and they will understand the value that they're going to get from what it is that you have to offer whether it's a product or a service no matter what it is so that's why i think if you get lost a little bit in writing your own copy in the books still have you feeling like you don't have it exactly honed in, then maybe working with a group class that Michelle does would be of help to you. Michelle, do you have anything else before we end that you wanna say about your love-based copywriting system? I've learned so much from it and I'm so appreciative to have you here today. I'm sure we could talk all day about it because we both know so much that goes on in the online world, but I wanted to give you a chance to say anything that I haven't thought to ask. So, um, I think we, I mean, we
1: covered a lot, so we, uh, and I, and the books really have really spell it out really well. Um, and I guess what I just want to say is, is be patient with yourself. So, um, if you are, and if you are stuck art, you know, that, that, that little love-based copywriting bootcamp is, you know, so also email me and let me know because I can put you on the waiting list and let you know when it, when it is, cause I haven't quite honed in my days when, I, when I'm actually going to do it. But, okay. um, yeah, that but we would we could help you with your ideal clients and all that other stuff to make sure you are dialed in, because that is the problem with doing it, you know, in your own like, you know, in your own office. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. You're, you your know you're, yeah, exactly. So so we can. So I think that could that could certainly be helpful, but you know, be patient with yourself. I mean, the thing is, is that you know, both Sue and I have been doing this for an awfully long time, and most of the people that you're following have too. So, you know, that's what I just like to end with. A lot of this stuff is is um, it, it is learning to write copy is a process. So just be patient with yourself, and don't feel like you have to be able to do it overnight. And the way to get better is to put stuff out there and get feedback from the marketplace and then tweak and test and continue on. So just cause you don't do a home run right away doesn't mean you're doomed. It just means you got to do more tweaking and testing. So that's really the name of the game.
0: And everybody tweaks and tests. So people at the high end certainly tweak and test. Michelle, tell people your email address in case they do want to write you to get on your list for when you know, actually for either when your next book comes out or for your next class. How would they, how do they get on that?
1: So info at michellepw.com and it is one L M I C H E L E P W.com. So just let, yeah, just, so just make it clear. Um, and that, you know, if you're waiting for a book or the course or whatever, or both, you know, whatever you want, and then we'll make sure that we get you added to that
0: list. Okay. Thanks Michelle for being with me today. I appreciate it. More to come. If you guys have, um, copywriting questions, be sure to get in contact with Michelle and maybe I'll have you on again here before long, Michelle. Thanks so much. Yes, yeah,
1: thank you. I really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.